Welcome to Voice of Victory Talk Show. I am Ogonna Victoria and by the special grace of God, today is a boxing day. Wow! I believe that each and every one of you have gotten your boxes to unwrap today. That is beautiful. Please kindly return all glory back to God. And if you haven't gotten yours, please be hopeful because I'm sure it will surely get to you before the end of today. Yes. Our topic for today says, Who are you fooling? Who are you fooling? And our Bible reading is taken from the book of Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. And I read in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. <coughs> Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sub with him and he with me. The Lord bless the reading of his words today in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, I believe that each and every one of us know why we are celebrating today. It's because of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, yes, that is the reason. And I also want everybody to know that everyone born in this world is given a chance to choose either life or death, sin or holiness, heaven or hell and each person has to choose who will be his or master and ruler is it god or the devil there's no one that can live on this earth without making these choices nobody at all because one thing i know about god is that he will not force anybody to serve him nobody will be forced to serve god it has to be your own choice now, from the time of Moses, you can record it. Time of um, David, the time of Solomon, the time of Nehemiah, even to this present day, no, everybody has to choose whom they will serve. And in in deciding or determining who they will serve, you know, let them not forget that this world or this life is a temporary one. It is a place to prepare for the life that you are going to live thereafter. Jesus Christ said something. He said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And with a cry from his heart, he said, Whosoever will, whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Please, you can read more from the book of Revelation 22 verse 17 and that revelation 3 verse 20 that we read as our text shows jesus christ standing on the outside of the door just picture him there knocking 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 asking for a chance to come in into your heart but he will never force his entrance. That is one thing I know about God. And I'm sure you also know it about God. That he will never force himself on you. Just for him to enter and be in your life. No. You are the one that will feel it, willingly open your heart. And ask him to come in. And take charge of your life. If you are interested in doing that. Then Jesus Christ will enter and set things right. He is the one that gives us his divine nature and works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Nobody can do good. Nobody can do of the nature of God, the, 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 the goodness and the good pleasure. 
God will enable that person to do all this. And if you do not have is this his divine nature in you, if Christ is not dwelling in your heart, then remember that you are not his own. Then you need to go and find who your master is. But God is saying that he has given us, unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by this ye might be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Please, if you want that divine nature of the Lord, you just have to be on the side of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because you don't have to put Jesus Christ maybe in your sitting room and you tell Jesus Christ, you see this bedroom, you see the kitchen, you see the toilet, you see the bathroom. Daddy, don't go there. Jesus, don't go there. Don't go there. Just stay in the, in, in the, in the sitting room and remain there. Because Jesus Christ will not be part of that at all. If he's coming, he's coming as a captain of your salvation. As a ruler of your heart and of your life. And if you must allow him, he will rule over everything. But the choice is yours. That is where I'm going to. The choice is yours. You decide where you will spend your eternity. Jesus Christ said that the way to destruction is a broad way. The gate is wide, wide open, and many are going there in. Many are flunking there. Many are strolling there. Many are entering there. But straight is the gate and narrow the way that goes to heaven and life. And few there be that find it. I pray you'll be among the few that will find that straight gate. I pray that you will be among the people that will make it into that straight gate. But today you find people all glamouring, all doing and saying that they do good or ah, they do good because they feed the poor, because they care for the widow, because they care for the orphan. And they help those people in the missionary field. They help them, they set tokens of money to them. And because of that, ah, ah, they are sure to make it to heaven. But I want you to remember that Jesus Christ did not say people that do good. He said, be good. The Pharisees did many good things, but their hearts were corrupt. Jesus Christ had no place in their heart. The devil ruled them. Jesus Christ said that the devil was their father because they did the works and the devil urged them to do those works. Please read John chapter 8 verse 44. Jesus Christ has to be all and the supreme master in your life or he will not stay around. And it all depends on your choice, on the choice that you make. That is why I ask you, who are you fooling? Can you say you are on the Lord's side and you are not doing the things that God expects you to do? Who are you fooling? In verse 17, it shows us that the flesh and the spirit are contrary to one another. And when both the spirit of God and the lust of the flesh are trying to do dominating to, to, to dominate your life, that person is completely miserable and cannot do the things that he or she wants to do. 
it, verse 18 says, But if ye be led by the Spirit, ye are not under the law, for the law was made for the wicked people. The law was made for the wicked people. Timothy 1 verse 9 says, But when Christ rules the heart, there is no place for the devil to dictate or to rule your life. I want us to quickly go through the fruit of the Spirit, which is in that um, John 15 verse 1 to 23. What a good tree will bear, it bears good fruit. And what an evil tree will bear, it will bear evil fruit. And without Christ in your life, you can do nothing. Please read that John 15 carefully. And if we have to go through Galatians chapter 5 verse 23, it starts with that, the, the, the first fruit of a Christian life, which is love. And it is not the kind of love that people are um, confessing nowadays. It's not the kind of love that permits sins to go on without rebuking it. It is not that kind of love. It is not at all. Please, strive towards real godly love. Strive towards it. It's, it goes towards perfection. And not to be satisfied until when we are like Jesus Christ. Love is important. The other part I'll go to is joy. Please, joy. Joy. For me, I would say is the happiest person in the world who serves God with all his heart and with all his mind, with all his strength, and love his neighbor or a neighbor as himself or herself. For when he or she loves the neighbor, he will not commit sin against God. He will not steal or tell lies against the neighbor. That is why love is the full fulfillment of, of the law. And Christ did not come to destroy the law, but he came to fulfill it, to make it work. Jesus Christ came to give us power in our soul, to make things go right. Because sin brings suffering, sin brings death, brings sin brings sorrow. It trains everything that the person has worked for. So to have joy, please just look at what Jabez prays in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10. He said, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my cause, and that thy hand might be with me, and that it could keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he has requested. the choice is for you choose joy so that you can sow joy and reap joy the next place is peace the Bible says that there is no peace for the wicked there is no peace for the wicked that you can get in the book of Isaiah 57 verse 20 and 21 there is no peace for the wicked There's no peace. If some of you can just take out time to shut out your TV, shut out your radio set, shut out this your phone, your WhatsApping, your Twittering, and everything, and just focus, find time. 
to search and find real peace with God. Because this devil's noise and clamor cannot be mixed with God's voice. Choose which one you want. Choose the one that you want. Please, I'll go to long suffering. Long suffering. Suffer it long and it's kind. You don't need to blow the top. You don't need to lose your temper and give somebody your piece of your mind. Why? Because you need every piece of your mind. So don't lose it. Jesus Christ expects us to bear hardness and still shout the victory. Don't lose your mind. Next is gentleness. This is one of the greatest virtue, strength in any man's life. To be able to handle a hard problem and still do it in the spirit of meekness and gentleness. In the spirit of meekness and gentleness, yet firmness for the right. He says, Thy gentleness has made me great. Thy gentleness, Lord, has made me great. 2 Samuel 22, verse 36. Gentleness is not weakness, but rather it is kindness in action. Please, I go to goodness. Yeah, God expects us to be good. Even though Jesus Christ said that there is none good but God. But when Jesus Christ comes to dwell in you, it is his goodness that shines out in your life. It is the goodness that shines itself, that shows itself in all manners of walking and thinking and walking. And what a blessing that it will be for you to find good, honest, everyday living everyday kind of people in your life. The Spirit of God evidences that all the Spirit of, of God is in our life and working His will in us. So many people live on emotion that have no foundation of godliness in their daily living. They live on what other people tell them. They don't have time to search and sit down before God. A lot of pastors, so-called pastors, are found wanting in this area. They are too busy for God. They cannot sit down and ask God questions and tell God to direct their affairs. Rather, they constitute people around them and be depending on the counsel that these people give to them. And they end up misdirecting and misleading the people that have come to them for counsel. They cannot tell people what God wants them to do any longer because they are no longer listening to God. But I want you to know that when Christ is really in your life as Lord and Master, He gets real fruit to grow inside of your heart. 
you have God's fruits of joy in your heart, you can live for joy even when the people around you are ugly to you. Even when things go wrong, you are still leaping for joy. I pray for you today that as you decide not to fool yourself any longer this season, God will dwell in you richly in the name of Jesus Christ. The next is faith. Faith is that ability impossible when God does things that even you yourself cannot comprehend you're not using your head value to calculate it you see the things that even it looks impossible but yet you believe it the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight and it is according to the amount of trust you have in what God says that God can use you and he cannot answer your prayers for you. When you don't calculate and base everything on what is happening around you. Next is meekness. Moses was the meekest man in all the earth. Why? Because he had courage to even to lead the people over, if you calculate it, over three million men. <laughs> At a point, these people wanted to stone him. Time and time again. Meekness in Moses' life did not make him undecided or to go without judgment. He says, no man ever ruled with greater authority and power than Moses. But the thing that made him meek was that he never for one day thought about his own benefit. Ah, you know, it got a point one time that God even said, ah, I am tired of these people. Let me just wipe them off and I will start a new generation with you, Moses. And Moses, ah, if it will be some people as at today, they will say, start rejoicing. Father, thank you. You should kill all these people. Wipe them off the earth, space of the earth, so that you can start a new generation from my own lineage. But Moses was not about that. He did not want that. He was considering, ah, God, if you do this thing, what will your enemies say? What did we want with the Egyptians, even the countries around, the neighboring states? What will they say about you? Father, please don't wipe them away. In your mercy, please just forgive them. That is meekness. Even in the face of trouble, you are still seeking and desiring that people around you will prosper. The Lord will help each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Temperance. Temperance. This is eating. In eating. In your walking. In your dressing. In, your, in everything you do. This temperance is needed. It is necessary. For it to keep you balanced and make you to bear fruit even to your old age as you put in 
all these gifts, the fruit of the Holy Spirit into action. Your life, oh God, will be balanced in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you that as you make up your mind that you will not fail God. The Lord will answer you in Jesus' name. Please, you can reach out to me by sending your contribution, your question, your answer, testimony to my mail at iamugonavictoria at gmail.com. Ugona is spelled U-G-O-N-N-A. I look forward to hearing from you and I pray that this word will not fail you. This word will answer. It will not fall to the ground and die, but it will bear fruit in your life, in your family, in your work, in the name of God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name I have prayed. Amen. Stay blessed.